Good evening, afternoon, morning, Two Guys, One Cup, episode 23. We sit here today, the Rangers, 13 games into the season, are 7-3-3, so off to a great start in the standings. Um, but, you know, some other stuff going on and gives us a reason to uh, to be here. So what's going on, What's Rob? up, pal? How are you? How's everything going? Good. 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 Well, I mean, good, I guess, in our personal life, but, I mean, as far as the Rangers go, uh, I mean, the record, I mean, could that, that has to be the most deceiving record this is very reminiscent um this record of the year they had uh marcus naslin and nick sheridan where i think they started off the season like unbeaten in like their first i don't know seven games or they were winning in shootouts uh i remember a game where crosby missed an open net and sheridan went down the other end and scored and they went to a shootout and they won but you never felt you never felt good you never felt like Wow, this team is dominant. Wow, this team is playing so well. You just felt like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and for something really bad to happen and for them to go on a prolonged losing streak. And and honestly, I just that's kind of where I feel right now. I don't think they played well. I think they've rested heavily on their goaltending. I mean, this is again very reminiscent of of, you know, vintage Henrik Lundqvist. Um and you know, it's just it just hasn't really sat well with me. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, you're I think you're a lot more optimistic than I am. I'm uh I'm doom and gloom. You're half full, I'm half empty, and I think that's why we work so well together. Right. But uh I don't know. I just don't like what I've seen. I don't like what I've seen from certain guys. I mean, essentially this team's being carried by three people. Igor, right. Fox, Kreider. That's it. Everyone else up, down, up, down, up, down, and, and there's really zero consistency. So, from from that perspective, oh. I'm happy their their schedules were. Oh, excuse me, their their uh, stand the standings are what they are. But you can't be confident. Right. And you can't be comfortable with what's been going on. I do subscribe to the Bill Parcells line of "You are what your record says you are." I I, I am a firm believer in that in that line. Um. I, I I think I've been vocal where I've said I don't really try, I try not to judge a team until the twenty game mark. So we're thirteen games there, almost there to the twenty game mark. And let's be honest, over the next seven games, a lot of things can happen because with all the negatives that we've seen, seven games to go to the twenty game mark. Let if they go five and two, and it's still the same brand of hockey that we're alluding to. I mean, dude, it's 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 hard to argue with you know a team that's like twelve four and one or twelve four and three. So that that's why I continue to say you are what your record says you are. That being said, 
there are definitely there are certainly warts that we are seeing with this team. A um, couple of things with the lineup that I have a major problem with. A couple of things with the um, some of the listen to me. This all starts with your stars, and when the fluffy haired Russian is the, having the most pedestrian point per game season, I think any of us have seen. I mean, how many pucks hit his stick and he doesn't he doesn't control them? He loses. He's turning pucks over and losing simple passes, and then he'll do three of those in a game. He'll turn them over. Shesterkin to make a great save, and then there'll be another play where he gets the puck, throws a no look pass, it turns into a goal. Like it, yeah, you can't argue with the numbers. Like he's he's on like a ninety point pace, but I, I feel like we still we're not getting the best of our team. You're you're a hundred percent right. I was at the Florida game the other night. Um, he fanned on a shot. Which I've never seen him do in the three years, you know, in the two plus years he's been here. He was, like you said, like fumbling passes, over skating the puck, puck jumping over his stick. They don't look crisp. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, I don't know what else to, what other, you know, adjective to use to describe the way this team is playing. They just don't look crisp. You know, Kako has the opportunity the other night to send Panarin in on a, on a semi break. He well overpasses. Oh. I mean, it's it's just been awful. a very unsettling start to the season. Is it a new coach? Is it a new is it a new system? Is it the players? The other players? I just think. I mean, like like somebody said, and I think Larry Brooks said it, and I, I don't remember who exactly said it, but you put a Boston accent on David Quinn on, on uh, Gerard Gallant. Essentially, he's saying <laughs> the same things. They don't shoot enough. Well. Eventually, you're going to have to probably change the personnel. If they're not shooting the puck, you're not, they're not doing what you're supposed to, what you want them to do, you're going to have to change the personnel. I mean, you can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I, I don't really know at this point if, if Panarin's going to become more of a shooter. He's a distributor. That's what he does. On the power play, he's firing away. On the power play, he shoots right. a ton. Strom is not a shooter. You know, Kako, I don't know right. what he's doing. He just doesn't look the same that he looked the start of the season. And like I said, if the kid is hurt, sit out. Because I'll tell you, the fans are slowly starting to turn on him and Lafreniere already. I've heard it in I heard it in the stands on Monday night. It was there. They were all over those two guys. All over them. And it's just, you know, if the kid is hurt and he's not a hundred percent, sit out. Because all he's doing is, one, he's hurting his trade value, which I'm not saying the Rangers are going to trade him, but you never know. And two, he may not be the type of guy that's, that thrives under that into the negative spotlight. You know, there are guys that that relish that that negativity and they use it, they filter it, and, and they're able to build right. on it. And then there's players who just wilt. Any Yankee fan will know, Ed Whitson, perfect example. <laughs> you know, I can rattle off Black a Jack. dozen guys. Luke cool. Robitaille. I mean, there's a ton of them. Leo, Leo Fleury, even though Fleury right. had, a, I believe, had a forty close to a forty goal season. I th- I think he's got thick enough skin to play here, though. I don't I don't think that that the stuff gets to him. He's had so much adulation thrown his way since the day he's been drafted. Kako, Loff, I don't know. He, he could be a totally different personality, but I think Kako actually is someone who puts his you know puts keeps his head down and just goes. Well, like I said, I um, just think that if he's injured. He doesn't look right. If he's injured, sit out. Bring somebody else up. Play somebody else. Their forward depth is garbage. 
It really is. They're forward depth. I yeah. mean, I just find it hilarious. Greg McKegg was has been a staple in the lineup for a week. For he weeks has. now, since since right. Kako and Strom and Reeves have been hurt between the three of them. And uh-huh. he said they send him down. And they play Godier in the third line. But why was he playing all along then? Here's what I don't understand. And and you have your reservations about Gauthier. I've had this conversation on Twitter with a bunch of people. And this is not to say that Julian Gauthier is a top six forward in the NHL. His skill set profiles as someone who should, you should either be playing in the top six or shouldn't be in the league because he, he's an offense-only player. He doesn't really add anything defensively. He's not a hitter despite his size. I know he goes out there and he's trying to because he's trying to stay up here. But, you know, he's been a proven goal scorer in juniors and in the AHL. So you have a fourth line, a third at best fourth line player who I love. I love Sammy Blay. Does not belong on a first line. It's so he's someone that they, that Mika and Kreider cannot pass the puck to and expect anything positive to happen. Whereas Gochia, you can. So again, while I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that Julian Gochia should be in the top six on an NHL team on this one, based off the personnel we have, he's better suited for that role than Sammy Blay or Barclay Goudreau. And on the, on the flip side of it, you're now weakening your bottom six because you have a guy playing in that role that's miscast. Yeah. And he's been miscast since the day he's been here. There's a lot of guys that are miscast so, right now, especially in their top six. I mean, it's right. it's it's bad. I mean, therefore, I, I honestly believe, and you know, we can sit here and play Monday morning quarterback, and I honestly believe Jury expected Kratzov, Lafreniere, and Kako to all be in the lineup. And you're talking, you're sure talking about three young players, but I mean, I mean, as a Ranger fan, has that has has it ever been easy with us for with a rookie? I mean, has it really? No. Have you ever had one guy just step in and it was just seamless and and especially the forwards, Leach and Amante, especially the forwards. I mean, even <laughs> Kreider, Amante. even yeah. Kreider, when he came up in the playoffs, the following year he had it rough. He, Tortorella was not a that was, was more torts. Was that? that was more torts, I think, than Still, anything else. He didn't wasn't producing, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. It, it wasn't a fluid, it wasn't a, a seamless transition. They've had success with the goaltending and with the defensemen. But when it comes to the forwards, that they've always had guys that just never seem to reach their potential. I mean, Alex Kovalev, God love him. He was never the stud that he was mm-hmm. when he went to Pittsburgh and even when he played in Montreal. I mean, he right. just in New York he was a nice player, but he brought it to a new level when he went to Pittsburgh. I don't know what it is about playing here with certain guys, the right. young players, the young forwards. JT Miller's another one. I mean, JT Miller was not very good, especially in big games for the Rangers. He's acknowledged that's on him, though. He said it took getting traded twice. Right, we talked about remember, that. Remember, Tampa Bay right. got rid of him you're quick right, too. Right. We talked about that too. So he's he's he's. I mean, very self-aware of him to understand I'm going to turn into that like a Delzato where I'm going to, you know, be sent to different teams left and right yeah. if I don't shape up. I, I'm just – I wonder if there's just too much to do here. Well, what was the is excuse much during the pandemic? Stuff? What was there to do during then? And they didn't weren't playing any better? I, I don't know what it is, Sean. I, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, 
And we can sit here and we can cry and we can bitch moan and complain about Kako and Lafreniere, but they were con- the consensus first overall pick and the consensus second overall pick. It's not Jessamine. Right. It's not McElrath. It's not Bobby Sanguinetti. It's not Philip Heedle. It's not Kratzoff. 31 GMs. It, they work the consensus number one and number two overall pick for at least a year with Kako and probably three or four years with Lafreniere. Right. 31, 30 other GMs would have made the exact selections. You know, and I know people are crying over Lucas Raymond. Um, You know, that's, everyone sees Lucas Raymond the way he's playing. I think that seems to be, you know, Vince had a very good point today. He talked about it on his, on his podcast. I'm going to give him credit because he, he did the research. Other than Jack Hughes, Kako has the second most points of his draft class so far. Kirby Doc right. is two points behind him and has, but has played significantly less games. Right. But that's it. Now, you want to say Moritz Seider is playing better. You want to say, you know, Lucas Raymond. I mean, listen, we can sit here and we can split hairs. They're different type of players, different team, different environment, zero pressure. So who knows? Right. It's too early. The one guy, when it comes to, and I'll use Luff as, a, as an example. And I text you about this, the because I for weeks I've been trying to come up with a comp to his situation, someone who's highly drafted, but usually when you're highly drafted, you're drafted to a shit team with no expectations, and you're just going to be thrown into a you know a, a big role on a top in a top six and power play minutes, and every game you're playing is that there's just not a lot of expectations because that's why the team finished that low. The one that I was able to come up with was Sean Couturier. And he was drafted by Philly. Remember, Phil, this is the Chris Pronger uh, Flyers with under Peter Laviolette. You know, they, they, they won the Atlantic division back then. Um, they make it, they make it to a conference final or a cup final. Um, cup final. That's when they went, that's when Michael Leighton yeah, was in goal and they played Chicago with that. That's the team, right? right? That's the one you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, He's the eighth overall pick, and he comes straight to the NHL. You know, he was a Canadian kid, so it was either juniors or the NHL. They put him, and he was a fourth line center on on those teams. By so he was nineteen as a rookie. By age twenty one, he's already playing over eighteen minutes a night. His numbers are Filipino numbers until he turns twenty five, when he becomes a right. point of game center and one of the best defensive centers in the league. So it does take time, regardless of I where know. you're. And drafted. that's the problem. Everyone that's takes. The problem. Everyone. People see. Could you imagine, like Flyer fans? Could you imagine if if we had Couturier and that was our pick, and he's only putting up thirty five points in like his third and fourth year, yeah. and us, you know, shitting all over him, get him out of here. Wasn't that the draft him, pick? You know, giving him the. Wasn't Brett that the draft pick that the? Um, why do I feel like the Flyers Mike were Richards. involved in that? Or Jeff yeah. Carter? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah. This was the Flyers. I meant the uh, the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets yeah, traded it was that the pick, Jeff right? Carter trade. Yep. I mean, then you look at someone like Tyler Sagan. I mean, he he got he went to Boston, and um, you know he had a, a decent he had a, not a great first season. He scored twenty two points, but then his next season he scored thirty one goals. Thirty, right? And they couldn't wait to get uh, him out of there. You know, I I that's Shirelli. I mean, he is God. I mean, he might be the worst GM to ever win. Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson. Oh God, what a terrible trade. Um. 
why are we never on the other end of that? I mean, maybe McDonough's probably the one example that we've actually fleeced the team. Savannah Jad. Savannah Jad. But it's not to the level of Sagan. I mean, Sagan's at a different level than all those guys. You think he's at a different level than Mika? Mika. Me personally. Um, Okay. I don't know. I mean, again, I just think the expectations coming into this season were, were super high based off of that. I don't know. I, I think also, you guys, you have to also have to remember, we're on the heels of, you know, trading Buchnevich, giving these guys an opportunity. And now it looks like right. they're going to look for somebody to play on Kreider and Zabinijad's wing. Well, that's where they have the egg on their face is they traded Buchnevich. And listen, it's not like Drury ever came out and said this, but it's just what's been reported. They traded Buchnevich to free up room for Krapsov, Kako, and Lafreniere to play in the top six. Was that the plan? And only one of them is. Was that the the plan all along, or did they miss out on somebody else? No, I think the plan all along was for Lafreniere to play right wing on the first line. And that failed. In their their minds, that failed very quickly. I would have stuck that out longer to to see, because you you based your offseason on the fact that Lafreniere and Kako were going to play in your top six. Because all right, they they've already said that's why they sent Kravtsov right. down. Why not then just give Buchnevich a one year contract and then trade him at the deadline? Is that the, I, I again? I I think they had it set in their minds that Lafreniere was going to play in the top. But that six. doesn't make the team better. If your goal is to win a champion, excuse me. If your goal is to make is to win the, is make a playoff, win, win a, uh, make the playoffs. Excuse me. Right. You just you you're basing yourself on what ifs. On, on possibilities. I mean, I just don't – see, that's where, to me, something is is missing. We're, we're missing something. Something either fell through right. or something happened because I'm sorry. I just don't see how you can hand Lafreniere first-line center wing minutes on his on the wrong wing. Right. I, I don't know if their plan all along was to move Kreider. I mean, I don't know. Nah, so that's that my point. I, my point is, is that I honestly believe that they thought something else was down the pike. I don't know if it was Philip Deneau. I, I don't know what their plan was, but I think it was Eichel. I, see, I, think I mean, you're getting see, now. I'm also Eichel getting back. a lot of mixed feel, my mixed uh, answers about Eichel. That Eichel was never coming here because the owner did not want to trade him in the state. So unless you were giving right, up it, five pieces and pretty much paying a king's ransom and if you look at the pieces that I, they got for Eichel they wanted Peyton Krebs they wanted Peyton Krebs and the problem with the Rangers is they have not drafted centermen and that's another problem that we can right. we can talk about is their center depth you saw it when Hedl got hurt and when Strom got hurt what are they doing Kevin Rooney now becomes your first and second third line third. center that's that's scary man I, I mean how do you not address listen, that Rooney's had a Rooney's had an Rooney's played year, fantastic. Again, guys in their he's roles, a fourth line guy. In their roles, they Come have on. guys playing in their top six that should be on their fourth line. To be fair, Sammy Blay was penciled in as, as a fourth liner. Correct. I mean, Drury talked about, and again, I, I'm sorry if I'm beating a dead horse, but he talked about putting guys in, in their correct roles. He's failing. He's failing. This team is he failing. Is. They're flawed, and they're and they're failing royally. And I mean, how they're winning is 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 strictly. Igor. You want my you want my you want my cause for optimism. It's it is it is Igor and it is special teams. They are scoring on the power play and they are an excellent. Except when they play Edmonton. Except when they oh, I think 
Aren't they Edmonton is forty nine point three percent on the power play? That's incredible. That's in, that's they won't insane. sustain that. It's insane. That team that team's gonna fall off a cliff. You watch it. Mark my words. They're gonna fall off a cliff. I don't know. Michael Koskin, Koskinen. That's all I have to say to you. Did you see him in no, that no, game well, against the Rangers? They have to go. They have to get a goalie. They have to go out and get a goalie. And that's my point. I want to talk about the Edmonton game. Now you made a great sure. point, and I always, you know, I always respect your opinion that we took one of the best teams in hockey to overtime. That is that with, is a nice narrative with our backup goalie. With that is the goalie. a nice narrative if you don't have a three goal lead going into the third period. You have a three goal lead going into the third period. You got to win that game in regulation. I'm sorry. The narrative of t- that when you when you can use that excuse is if it's the game is. 2-2 two, two and and they're up by 50 shots and you know they're you're, you're hanging off of your dear life but they weren't doing that they were playing some nice hockey up until no. about the 38 minute mark of the game and then they no, fell they, apart they 100% took their foot off the gas they took their foot off the gas that's you know I, and it was clear as that everyone wants to climb all over. i mean nice play by McDavid but i mean that's i mean that's hockey 101 you t- you don't you look at the guy's chest you see Nemeth basically looking down at the puck i mean that's a terrible play, and you should be embarrassed. I don't care who the foot player is. I'm, I'm not right. that player like that makes you look stupid when you don't play the position correctly. And Truba thought Nemeth had him. If all four guys just converge on him, there's, that's no play. Right. So everyone was waiting for the other guy to do something. But that to me, that is a loss. Wh- the Calgary, for whatever reason, Calgary has their number. Let's just throw that that game out the window. But the Vancouver game. It started in Seattle, it continued in Vancouver, and it continued in Edmonton. And it almost continued Friday night against Florida. That last two minutes, that was... that was. Uh, I turned to Brian. I turned to my buddy Brian. I go, we need five goals. We need five goals. <laughs> I said to him, I said, we need, a, we need like at least a four-goal cushion. Five-goal cushion. And they needed we it. need to learn how to play with a lead. That was credit like the AV teams, you know, that whole era. They had a lead in the third. Did you have and and since since the lockout, we're not going to go back that far. Have you ever seen a Ranger team blow multiple goal leads in back to back games ever? No, no. Under any coach, Quinn, Vigneault, Rennie, Tortorella, Sather, anyone, because they play. They played the right way in those situations. They got the puck deep. They forechecked. They they played on the other end of the ice. They weren't Panarin throwing that cross ice pass against Florida. What was there like six and a half minutes left? They had a great like they were set up in the zone. They were in the zone for like thirty seconds. Panarin's on like the is on like just in front of the blue line on the right side, and he throws a cross ice pass which gets tapped out of the zone. That changed everything. That totally changed momentum. Keep the puck deep. You're, you're playing against the clock. You're no longer playing against the other team. It's like football. You run the yeah. ball. You run out yeah. the clock. They did a lot of they did a lot and, of and stupid things th- that game. When we said when we said during the offseason where where I said Panarin's never won anything. You know you could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't mentally understand how to play hockey, uh, listen. I'm not sitting here like <laughs> I'm this forty year old fucking beer leaguer trying to tell Artemi right. Panarin how to play hockey. But bottom line is. You have to know situations. So he's got to know in that situation, throwing a cross-ice pass is not, not the right play. And this goes back to my narrative. And Gallant called him out Good. for it. He didn't say it by name, but he said he mentioned cross-ice passes, and that was 
clearly the one he was referring to in his post. This goes back to my narrative that when the games get tough and in big moments and big spots, this team comes up small. And it's, it hasn't changed. We're still, we're still, oh. I mean, they're up. They have two, three goal leads that they blew. One was a, and one was a full goal lead. And I, t- I turned to my buddy. I go, I, I felt it in my bones. I didn't want to say it. There were two, there were two guarantees in that game. They were going to score within the first minute in the third period. And that Sam Ridehan was going to have a fucking goal. And I'm thinking it to myself. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to say it out loud. And, and the third one, which I didn't should have known, is Patrick Hornquist is another guy that always scores against the Rangers. Yeah, every time. That is the type of guy they need to go out and try to find. They need to find a net I front presence. Remember, remember the guy who was on my list for offseason, who, free agents who oh, I wanted? Um, and I said because he comes into the locker room right away, you put a C on his chest. Um, Ryan gets um, left. Look at what Anaheim's doing this year. All kids, horrible Look at division. What doing this year, horrible division. But th- they play hockey the right way, and they're kids. They're kids. Well, again, no pressure, no With expectations. A guy who runs that room. Listen, I we still- I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I I can't put my finger on it. They just don't look good. They don't look cohesive. You brought back the same team. We obviously don't have a, the same team. We don't have a captain. As you may get worse. And it's not about. It's not about the C on the chest necessarily. That that room does not have a captain. They have a bunch of veterans. They have a bunch of guys who are respected, who have voices. But there's not one guy in that room that is the alpha. There's no alpha on the team that brings any type and of credibility. The, the sh- there's no and guy the shitty won. part about this, Sean. Honestly, is that they can't even bring the guy in because they couldn't afford to pay him. Like Jonathan Taves. You could get teams. Yeah, but you, again, you you got five million dollars tied up in him. I I mean, do you have to bring him in as your second line center? Yes, maybe, maybe. I think honestly, he's probably the perfect person for this team. He is because they need credibility. I don't know. I don't heard- give me sh- and, and not you, but the, the listeners don't give me shit about the, you know what happened when he was twenty one years old. You know, and, and you know the whole black hole. I have heard some he some stuff nothing. about him regarding that. I, listen, I don't I don't get into yeah. that stuff. It's not my problem. That. He is a twenty-one-year-old kid trying to, who, who's only a year older than the guy who you know. Who was the one that was complaining about him? In the situation. Who said something about? about yeah, Thames? there was a player came out and said something derogatory about Jonathan Taves, a former player. Uh, I don't know. Probably no, it wasn't Carcillo. It wasn't him. It was somebody else. It, it'll come to me. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Maybe Christopher Sieg. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, the point of the matter is, is they, right. they need to bring in somebody who is a good upper echelon player, hard nose, right. and who's won something. Listen, Sammy Blay has a cup ring, but I guarantee you he wasn't Goudreau, talking right. shit in the locker room. Right. Barkley Goodrow. Goodrow is probably the only guy who could, who could come in there and actually probably, say something. That's why, probably. He, that's why he has an A. But <laughs> he never played again, Goodrow had an zero pressure on him to produce. He had to go out there. He had a role, and he did what he had to do. He didn't have to worry about scoring goals. He didn't have to worry about about playing on the power play. Did he have to kill still penalties? Doesn't. Okay, all right, I'll give him that. Still doesn't. But he's still playing. Yeah, I role. just think that that the, the stars on this team, and I've and I've said this, and, and it's gonna lo- it's gonna land a lot on Fox because Fox has ice water in his veins. I'm not convinced, and again, I pray to God this is not Rick Nash with Panarin 2.0. 
where he puts all these gaudy numbers up in the in the regular season and the playoffs roll around and he's nowhere to be found. Right. Well, we're going to see that in in the big games. I, for me, I need to see the Panarin we saw the first year he was here. Every, you know, he had the puck on his stick. He made something happen every time. What's the difference, Sean, he looks a about little bit slower. two years ago in this season? Focus. In, in my opinion, I think it's focus. Zero expectations. Z- uh, be fair. Uh, he signed it. He I don't care, though. The team had dollar year zero contract. expectations. I, I see, don't buy I, that. I, I do. No, the team. I'm not talking about the team. When you sign a contract like he signed, you have expectations, you have expectations on, on yourself. Team. But now the microscope's on right. over you now. It was not then. the way it is now. Not the way it is now. You don't think when he signs that contract, he's he's feeling no he because he's he on a losing team. He's on a team that was not expected to make the playoffs. He just went out there and played. Nope, he didn't care. Wins and losses didn't matter to to the extent they do now. We're at a different we're at a I, different I level. Watched, I just watched Michael Conforto shit himself for an entire season because he's worried about having to perform to to make a certain amount. Listen. of Listen. And we've seen how many people, Francisco Lindor, who got paid three hundred twenty-five million dollars, go out there and shit the bed this entire season because it's hard to it's hard to look hundred percent. And there's been and Panarin went out there and shattered expectations on a bet. The, the Mets were considered a contender. That's right. the difference. My point is, is Panarin walked in here two years ago on a team with zero expectations that, that were not expected to win. They were a lottery team. Plain and simple. Fair. Fair. I mean, that's my only that's my only dip. That's the only difference where I can I can say, all right, fine. He came in, he signed, got the big money, he played well. But the team as a whole were not expected to do anything. Why is he losing the puck every because the maybe time he te- teams are figuring it out? Listen, he's almost 30. I hope oh he, he is, is did he turn 30 already? Yeah. I thought he was still 29. Uh-huh. Nope. I hate saying this because I don't want to jinx him, and I've said this a million times. Right. Adam Graves was a stud power forward until he hit 30 years old, and it was like he hit 30 and he fell off a cliff. Yeah, but um, he, the same thing I've said about Callahan. You, you, you're undersized and play that that right. physical game. Right. You're True. not going to last. That being said, he is 30 years old. Right. He's not a big guy. He doesn't have the miles on him. He came over here, what, 24, 20, 23, 24, 25, yeah, somewhere in the vicinity? 23, 24. He doesn't have the miles on him. And he doesn't him. play physical. He doesn't get beat up. But he is 30 years old. And we all slow right. down the older we get. Unless you're Ovechkin, unfortunately. Except me. Except me. I'm yeah. still a speed dude. <laughs> so, listen, it could be that. It, listen, it could be a, a million things. I don't think he likes Kako on his wing. He wanted Colin Blackwell there last year. That could be part of it too. He's not comfortable. Maybe Cockle does not so play why the can't style. We see Sammy Blay play with him. What's that? If he wants that, if he wants that type of player, then why can't we see Cockle play on the first line and put Sammy Blay with on that, um, in that dude? Colin Blackwell spot. I don't know. And I'll be honest with you. Okay. Uh, how long is Gallant going to go with Cockle on this second line? When this guy has zero points in nine games, how much longer are we going to keep going with this same line? Now, we, we complain when, when coaches change the lines up too much. So at what point Correct. do we say, all right, we've seen enough. He's not scoring on this line. Let's put him somewhere else. Well, I just – I feel that your first line should have your your best player at each position, except for Zabanajan and Panera need to be split up. So I, I don't understand why Sammy Blay is playing on the first line and Kako's on the second line. 
They only have one legitimate right wing, offensive right wing. That's, that's the problem with Sabanajad and Sabanajad and Kreider are a perfect pair. You need a playmaker with them because, like, like we both agreed, Sabanajad's more—he can pass, he can set people up. He's more of a scorer, and Kreider's the banger on the line. They need the guy that can possess that the puck and create. And Bushnevich, the last two years, did a very Fantastic good job with that. Job. Yeah, I mean, listen, Blay has more talent than Goudreau, so if, if you're going to put. Yes. If you're going to put somebody up there, I'd rather him yeah. than put Goudreau because to me, Goudreau is a nice player. I think he's played well. Um, I know you're you're a little bit reluctant to because he's not hitting as much as you thought he would. But as far as his tenacity is, he's, he's good on the forecheck. He's like done. Goudreau. He's done what he what he's supposed to do at this point. He's not. I just I've seen him pull up. I've seen him pull up on on laying some hits that I thought I thought he was going to hit everything in sight. Maybe he's gun shy for what happened in the preseason. Might be. I mean, I think it's Might still be. silly because I mean Reeves is hitting everything. And I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, listen, Reeves, he's been okay. I, I don't really have a lot to complain about about him. I wish he'd fight more. I wish I mean I wish he would have knocked Duclair out after he friggin' attacked, you know, Igor. You have a four goal lead. It, I mean Was it Strom that said that that talked yeah. about that? Yeah. And, and, and you gotta understand there is a code. That's why I, I used. I wish we had this podcast during during the run, you know, during the last the last era, because I would laugh every time Zuccarello tried to start a fight with people, <laughs> especially bigger guys. And you'd hear people in the stands or people on Twitter and Facebook going, "See, oh, look at all that heart. Yeah, see, he'll challenge anybody. Yeah, because that nobody in there, anybody who could actually fight, like if 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 Zuccarello went after Patrick Hornquist." Patrick Hornquist would be laughed out of the league if he ever dropped the gloves with Zuccarello. And Zook knows that. You know, it's almost the same with Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. That's why he doesn't get into that many fights, even though he tries to start a fight every shift. He doesn't get into that many fights. Marshand is like the exception to the rule of guys who are small that people will fight because he's just that big of a prick. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, I just, I'm just, I'm just very, yeah. I'm just, if Reeves dropped the gloves with I'm not player, saying he should fight him. Such a bad I'm not saying Reeves. he should fight him. He should ragdoll him. That's it. Pull him off and throw him to the ice. Or someone like Strom could have done. At least that's a, that's yeah. an equal match. That Florida game, that Florida game, I'm telling you, I was there. It was dead quiet walking down the stairs. It was like a loss. It was, I mean, it was an absolute embarrassment. In I've been season ticket holder since the year before the lockout. I have never been to a garden after a win and walked out of there with as a as a as a collective stadium or building where it was that quiet right. after a win. It was like they lost the game. It was incredible. Sean, I've never I've never seen it a, a I've never seen it. I was just I was just so blown away by how eerily quiet it was like the you know the cat that ate the canary. It, it, it's essentially that's what it felt like. Like we stole something we shouldn't have. We had no business of winning, and fans walked we out of there very upset, pissed, annoyed, and not cheering, not chanting, not clapping, not right. nothing. Quiet. It was like a morgue. Were you at uh, Game Four of the Cup Final? The game they won. No, I was at Game Three. Okay, because the way you're describing that was similar to Game Four. 
I was at games three and I was at right. both games. And three was obviously just a nightmare. I, I believe in that. I, I, I sold both. I had two pairs at that point. I sold both of them for like $800 each for game four. Which I would have done also up 3-0. Yeah, so I, I did. <laughs> I didn't have season tickets back then. That was right. when I still had um, my, uh, Yeah, I sold, I sold bucks both. To go, I, bought, to go, I had yeah. four tickets at that point. I sold them all. I, uh, nice. I, I don't even want to think about 2004. I crashed a party on the uh, the Madison Street up top. <laughs> That one of the girls that one of the girls that did uh, she, you know, she worked in the Delta Club, but she, so she was hosting, you know, she was the garden rep hosting mm-hmm. that party. So she goes, "Come up here." That these people are so drunk they won't even know you're so here. So cool. <laughs> so we just joined that party. But yeah, game four, leaving game four was uh, it was similar. Like you, you wanted to get excited, but you also knew your own. You were down three games to one, headed back to LA. And listen, I've said this a million times. Jared Stoll said it. Everyone wants to say it was a five-game series. It looks like it was a blowout. The only game that was not a one-goal game yeah. that didn't go to overtime or didn't or you know was a one-goal game pretty much every game was game three. Every other game went to overtime yeah. except well, game game four didn't go game four didn't go to overtime, but it was a one-goal game. No, but three out of the five games went to overtime. No, and was, I will say a, this on my deathbed, and I know he guys. It was announced today that he's getting his number retired in Columbus. You get anything from Rick Nash in that series, dude? That game, that series is going seven games. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to live. I don't want to relive I know, those, it's, those it's days. The, well, you know what it is. It, it's <laughs> yeah, just, it's just, the, just this is the only time I can remember. Well, no, it's like it's the perfect. It's a perfect garden. example of just yeah. You know, knowing that the, the, the you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, and that's what this fan base right. is waiting for. And now, listen. They got a tough weekend. I, you know, everyone thinks Columbus and, and the Devils are going to be pushovers. And I understand the Rangers went out and, and beat Columbus, you know, handily the last time. But Igor had to make a lot of big saves in that game. And I'm telling you now, the Devils want nothing more. The Devils and the Islanders live for beating us. It's their cup. It's their championship. It's what they live for. I don't care who wears the sweater. The announcers want it. The, the the GMs want it. They want to beat the Rangers. They don't care about anything no, else yeah. for the most part, especially their fan base, except for beating the Rangers. It is their Stanley Cup. They're, it is their emotional right. Stanley Cup. And if you think you're walking in to New Jersey on su- Sunday and you're going to walk all over that team, I hope I hope they know. And that's with no Jack Hughes, by the way. Or Dougie Hamilton. They're winning tonight, I think, the Devils. Yeah, they're up one. They're, they're up one. right? Eek. Yep, they win tonight. They'll be seven. They'll be seven three and two. They'll be one point behind us. How's Dawson Mercer playing? Pretty damn good, right? Pretty damn good. <laughs> Listen, and, and, unless Schneider doesn't become a part of this team, I won't shit on that pick yet. I think Dawson Mercer's pick before Schneider yet. anyway. I'm pretty was sure. He? I'll look it up, but I think he was. Yeah, they drafted another weird. Thought- they drafted some Russian rookie, uh, Russian defenseman. That was twentieth. That was uh, Sh- Sh- Shadir Marmaduke. <laughs> Marmaduke. <or something> like <laughs> that. Sounds about right. <laughs> he's he's from uh, like I think he's from Kazakhstan. The the guy he's from the same area like Nazim Kadri. Dawson Mercer was you know, drafted like the same 18th. area of Russia. Eighteenth, right? And, and Schneider was drafted twentieth or nineteenth. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a top. Schneider, Braden Schneider was not a top twenty pick. No, we traded, traded up. up to twenty one. I think. Tell you right now. You know, it's 
it, that this is the problem, and this is really the biggest issue with everything is that um, everyone sees these young rookies playing right, well. Yeah, he went nineteenth. Yeah, Mercer went the pick ahead of yeah. Schneider. Okay, so there you go. Right. But um, you know, Braden Schneider, they have they got to figure out this set. I just don't get it. I mean, what do you what do you think? I I, I don't. I mean, this is this is a a good talking point. I know it's, you know, something we probably talked about a million times. But why do you think the Rangers are so reluctant to draft centers? They've done it forever. I mean, when was the last center they drafted in the first round? Doug, wait. I mean, I was j- no. They, Leah. I mean, all right, all right. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Before those two guys. Yeah. Because that's what they okay. were forcing. That's the other thing when they were trying to force. Right. You know, they thought they drafted Leah Sanderson because they thought he was going to play on the team the following season. But I mean, Correct. before that, I mean, when was the last, who was the last center they really drafted in the first round? Was Korbakowski a center? No. Jessman no. was a winger, right? Yep. I mean, they don't draft. They don't draft centermen. I've noticed they draft centermen more. So that's in true. the second round, you know, Stefan and. Um, Anisimov and Anisimov. a few other guys. Yeah. Kavinsky. I don't know. No, I, I, you're, you're right. It's a weird I don't, I don't know. know. It's a weird thing. I think it's circumstance. I don't think it's positional. But here's the problem. And herein lies the problem with making this change is Gorton. And Gorton was open about having a philosophy that when, when people are looking to make trades, they're looking for defensemen. Especially right-handed defensemen. Yeah. So he used a lot of draft capital on right-handed defensemen. Thus, we have a logjam. Yeah, true, Sean. It's true to a certain extent, but when you're trying to get a center, like Eichel went to Vegas, they insisted on Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs is a center. Correct. When you're trading a Correct. center, you want a center back. When you're trading a defenseman, usually you want either another defenseman back that's younger. Or right. you don't care because it's part of a package. But like when the Rangers traded Delzato, they wanted another defenseman back. They got Kevin Klein. Great trade. Yeah, very good trade. But I'm saying it's it's. I under, I, I hear you that for every Seth Jones Johansson trade, which doesn't happen very often, you know, there's there's a thousand other trades that are usually one for one. So that's my point. Like, you yeah, wanted Seth, Eichel. Yeah, Samuel Gerard, you really want you Samuel really want feed up Philip Br- Brittle. Shame. I'll give Eddie Geick the the he, he said that I almost wet myself yeah, when, when I heard him say that. that. It's it's perfect. I mean, yeah. he's hurt every year. Every year, this guy's hurt. And can we stop blaming Sammy Blay for for? Did someone did someone say that he they they chased him off Twitter because of this? Yes, people were blaming Sammy Blay. For, do you know how many people players got run into down. each other this season? It's it's like been a, an epidemic. <laughs> they were talking about it. On, they were talking about it on NHL radio. It happened in Nashville. It happened to a few times. It's just right. a coincidence that it happened with him twice. It happened. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. More players are more. I, I, I'll be honest with you. When I played, I I used to run into guys a lot. I used to run into my defensemen. I used to go back to get the pot. I used to run into. I don't know why. It just I was like a glutton for that. Hitting, hitting, banging into my own guy. Uh, I don't like the middle of the ice in the yeah. neutral zone. Well, middle of the ice in in the in the offensive zone, defensive zone. Yes, in the neutral zone. I'm not the guy skating the puck through. So I just remember Yager would always just literally stand mm-hmm. on the blue line on yeah. his off wing. That was <laughs> me. 
<laughs> I stand on the blue. I get out of the puck. The guys who could skate, I get out of their way, and I'm I'm the third guy high. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I've definitely been on the I've definitely been on the uh, receiving end of that. And thank God I've I've played with a full shield for most of my career, as I would have definitely lost teeth. Yeah. That I could never do. These are all oh, fake anyway because of, because of that. Good for you. All six. All six. I got. I got. I got hockey. <laughs> like Gallant, right? <laughs> oh, his his chomper. Yeah, he has a speech impediment now because of it. That's why I he think. talks like I mean, that. I don't know. Could be wrong. I don't remember what he talked about. I don't know how he spoke thirty years ago, but um, I don't know, man. We have a lot. We have a we have an important schedule ahead. Give us a want to look at the schedule coming up. I know we got Columbus on um on Saturday. We got the Devils. We have a, I know we have a bunch of winnable games, like games that could that are potentially winnable games. The Devils, I think they play Montreal, Toronto. Okay, let's take a look here. Let me <laughs> get, uh, Give us the next five games. Saturday, it's the thirteenth. It's the middle of the month. Yeah, Columbus college football season over there in Columbus. You got Ohio State. You know, maybe they go see an Ohio State game during the day. Get out there for a night game. Yeah, we'll put that up as a win. You got the Devils on Sunday. You come home, a little home cooking, sleep in your own bed. Maybe the wife gives you a little rub down. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> Love your face. Right, so Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> it's not even, guys, I'm so fucking under the weather right now. So the fact I'm talking, I keep muting every yeah, other me two too. seconds to call. Me too. I'm, I'm not really feeling yeah, that so great either. I'm, we're trying here, guys. We're, yeah, we're, we're trying through to, this one. Trying to get you a show here. Uh, so yeah, Saturday the thirteenth in Columbus. Sunday the fourteenth at home against the Devils. Tuesday at home against the Canadians. I'll be mm-hmm. at that game. That's a win. And then, uh, yeah, because oh, I'm going. Yeah, naturally, <laughs> we'll probably have a show for you Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Hopefully, because we're playing Thursday and then Saturday. So that's the plan. Those three games will be the three games that we'll cover for the next show. Listen, I said to you last week. I expected a loss against the Panthers. I expected a split in Alberta. You know, we came away with one point instead of two. So we had one less point than I, well, than I anticipated. But I, I anticipated a loss against Florida. And then I said we needed all six points against these three teams. So we got the win against Florida. So if we win two out of three, I truthfully still to this point, because of the disappointment in Alberta, I want to see them get at least five points out of the six. In those three games? Three games. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They have not looked good back-to-back. Senators and Sabres. I mean, I guess they looked okay against the Dallas Stars, but that was also the first game of the season. I I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'll be happy. I'd be happy if you can get four points out of that. If you can win two out of the three. Well, you you have – Tuesday against the Canadians, you have to win that game. The Canadians. But I can see that so being a letdown game, especially if especially playing against two division rivals right before that. And who do they play after that? Toronto. You think, you think that they look at Columbus as a division rival? Yes, they're in the division. But do you think they look at that? Um, game as a, I do as a because rival? Columbus has been, been their bitch. I mean, they, the Rangers have been Columbus's bitch up until recently. I don't know. I don't know if the guys in that room look at Columbus as as anything like. I could see them looking forward more to the Devils game, especially the Devils keep keep winning. What's Columbus's record? They're, I know they're, they're up there too. I think they have like I think their record's like seven three and two or something like that too. This our division is the only division I believe that is every team is above five hundred. Yeah, no, it's 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 stupid. 
And honestly, I don't see this no, changing yeah. until right Ovechkin and Crosby are no longer in the league. Correct. Or the Islanders, you know, fall back to earth, which they will probably within a year or two. But uh, yeah, no, they they're they're seven and three. So it's, they play three less games than us. So they essentially, in my eyes, have the yeah. same record as us. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, they just need to uh, they need to figure this shit out. And I honestly believe I don't think this team can wait to the trade deadline to to address that top six. No, I, I hope he's I. I hope that he's not just steadfast. There's no way that he's comfortable sending Sammy Blay or, or Barkley Goudreau on a first. This line is the problem. Day. There's no way that, that that's that that's a comfort. Right. No, I, and I for and Drew. I agree with you. And this yeah. is the issue. They've acknowledged the problem. If they're putting one of those guys on the first line every night, they've acknowledged internally we have a problem. The problem right now is, with the exception of Montreal and Arizona, every team is thinks they can make the playoffs right now. Who's trading who? Oh, centers are three. I eight. mean, does Riley Smith move the needle for you? I mean, if you're talking um, about just a straight rental, does Riley Smith move the needle for you? I'd be excited if he came in. Yes, because A, he's played for Gallant before, so Gallant knows what to expect from him. I don't know. Those guys, never, those guys never seem to pan out here, as a, especially as a rental. His brother did. Yeah. As a rental. <laughs> as well, a rental. He, yeah, he did as a rental. Good point. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I... For every one of those, we have a Derek Morris. <laughs> Derek Morris. Now, what do you think? Because this is the possibility, and this is the one that makes sense in a way. But can he do it on, as a wing? If Chicago is truly looking to move on from Dylan Strom. Guy doesn't want a face-off, so I have no interest in him playing center unless it's as a depth role. Is he signed through this but next season? Is he, he, signed through is next he enough season? of a playmaker? No, he's a restricted free agent at the end and of the yeah, season. What's, Do you still have his I rights? Know, but what, what is he making? Five million? No, three and a half. <sighs> I don't know, man. Because I'm looking at him. I'm looking at... Hurdle, Hurdle Tom, Thomas Hurdle is the guy, I think... That cost is so high. I know. That cost is way too high. If you can get him in here. Well, listen, we talked about this last show. Their cap situation yeah. next season is really bad. I don't know. I mean, for the right. life of me, they have to figure out how they have to sign five players, including a second-line center and a backup goalie, for $10 million. And and still give Kako and, and some other guys contracts. I mean, I just don't know how they're going to do it. It's it's and that's why you need a guy who's going to still be a restricted free agent for next year that you can sign to a cheap one year deal. Maybe I mean again, you're throwing remember, away he's next season play with though. Essentially, why? If you if they made who, a trade, Dylan Shaw becomes your second line center for next season. Then no, no, no. I'm putting him on my. I'm putting him on right wing on the first line right now. If he came here tomorrow, if we made a trade, if we traded a prospect and a and a pick for for Dylan Strome, and he came here tomorrow. I'm putting him on the first line because he is a passer. He's a playmaker, and he's big, so he fits the profile of what they would want, you know, with Zabat and Jad and Kreider. And you take away the he's the, not the good enough to play in Chicago, and that center. team is terrible. 
There, no, there's there's a dysfunction there as far, and I don't know if it was Colleton who's now gone. Well, so let's see, see what if Strom gets back in the lineup. I need to see him play yeah, with the new coach there. I need to see him play. Well, we're going to see Chicago play in two weeks, so that'll actually we can actually talk. We can revisit that after they play. Right. But I had him penciled down as someone to look at. Um, Dallas is the other team that I want to see what happens with them as the season goes because they look all. Who are you thinking from and there? They're not winning. They, Radulov. Another head case. Yeah, but you you don't want that guy on your team in the playoffs. Uh, no, listen. Or I mean, I'm, I'm hearing. He, he have you hard. heard the rumors are starting to swirl again about Tarasenko? Yeah. Here. If you know that guy is healthy, now listen, he's playing well. So I, 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 he is healthy and he's playing well. So I, I guess I can't shit on. What that. Is, he's making like seven million dollars a year, though, right? Yes. What they need to do, so they would have is to they need to be creative and do a Keith Yandel trade. And they got to get a team to take 50% retained. It's going to cost you more. It's going to cost you right. a first-round pick. It's going to cost you maybe, you know, Zach Jones or or a high prospect. And you get them to eat money because that is the only, Sean, is the only way that this team can move forward without totally tearing, tearing shit apart. It's the only right. way, especially for next season. Now, hopefully, again, you're going to have $4 million of dead cap space coming off the books after next season. You know, between D'Angelo and Lundquist. No, not Lundquist. D'Angelo, um, Girardi, and Shattenkirk. I think all three of those guys will be off the books at that point. Right. I think Lundquist will be done this year. So you got $4 million of dead cap space coming off the books for next season. You Hopefully, it's going to go up a million. They're talking about $82 million. And then hopefully the year after and the year after that, it starts jumping up su- substantially. You need right. to get through next season. These new these new TV deals have to have to give, and the and the expansion team have to have given an influx. Well, they, well we had hard on, and he said that the expansion money is not part of the revenue. Remember? Didn't he say that? I okay, forget, to be honest, All right, I just thought I. But I'll tell you, saying I'll, that. Yeah. So TerraCycle's got eleven points in eleven games. Again, I haven't watched. What's his contract? One minute of. What has he got left, left on it? How old is he? He's he's up there, right? He's in his th- mid early thirties, isn't he? He's yeah. like, but you know what? I think he'd be perfect only for the fact that he's won. He played a substantial role in the cup win for them. He, and he shoots, shoots, and I think he might help Panarin. He might actually help Panarin. Where is he? He's got two years. Two years left. after this, or two, or you two years of counting this. Oh, no, this this year oh, or next year. Listen, dude, honestly, if you can get a third – this is what they do. And he's 29. This is what they do. Here you go. You get a third team involved like like a Phoenix or, you know, someone of that magnitude. Right. And you get them right. to take half, half this his salary. You got, you're going to have to trade – you're going to have to trade some picks and some prospects. You got a second-round pick. Well, this is why you This is why you accumulated this base of right. picks and prospects. So, I don't know. I mean <laughs> – Maybe I should probably watch a couple of St. Louis games and see what this guy actually looks like. <laughs> I mean, points it could be deceiving. I've seen the highlights, and he looks like I've seen the highlights, and and he looks like Tarasenko, and what I've seen. So I don't know. I'd be willing to take Tarasenko at fifty percent retained. I'd be willing to take a shot at him at three and a half million dollars for two years for this rest of this right. year now, and next like, year. Like you said, it's it's going to take a third team because I doubt the Blues are going to eat cap, or they would have just done it. Over the summer. Well, either that or, you know, maybe teams who just weren't offering them shit. 
I mean, what what would you feel if you if you were the Rangers GM? If you're Drury, what are you offering for Tarasenko? It's got to start with a first round pick and Zach Jones, no? For Tarasenko, no, I don't think it. I you don't I think it's going to cost them cost you that much? I don't know. He's a winger, not a center. What what have we seen wingers get traded for? But not wingers as good remember, as him. I mean, would you would you do you think Buchnevich is better than Tarasenko? Well, he's younger, so he's going to get the benefit of the doubt there. Age okay. matters. He's tw- Tarasenko's 29. Butch is what, 20? Tarasenko's 29. 26? When's he going to be yeah. 30? Is he going to be 30 this year, or is he already turned 20? Did he already turned 20. Just turned 29. Uh, birthday. Oh, so he'll be 30 halfway December through this. Well, a little, little less than halfway through right. the season. I mean, he's, he's a nice fit. They're going to have to figure out this. I mean, if Ryan Strom's going to stay here, I, I'm – I really like Strom a lot, and I, I'm going to preface that. I just don't trust him long-term as the second-line center answer. And, and wh- again, what are you giving him? you giving him $7 million? No, no, no. No, for him to stay here, he's going to have to. He's making five now, four and a half now. So five and a half? Six? Five and a half to six. Six. Of so, all right, so let's just, let's, just, let's just play with this for a minute. We got a couple minutes. You're giving him $6 million. That means that leaves you $4 million to sign a backup goalie, Kako, and there's another restricted free agent in this, Sammy Blay. $4 million to sign those three guys. And you now, still Kako, need one more guy to get you to 21, like Rooney. Yeah. So, so unless you get rid of Rooney, you bring Rooney's in Barron. Contract already, isn't he? As your fourth line center. I think Rooney's on the contract no, next year. Rooney's done after this. Two year uh, deal. Again, it's another reason why the Ryan Reeves fucking contract pisses me off because you wasted two million dollars right. for a fourth line guy that cannot cannot you produce. Can bury that. You can bury. You can't bury a guy over 30, 34 years though. No, it's thirty five. But but yes, but but when he signed, if you look at the contract stipulations, his contract oh, kicks the contract in. Contract takes him yes. to thirty five. Okay, it's an over thirty five contract. You can't bury him. I think it's a movable contract, though. I'm uh, truthfully okay. not worried about that. Um, Listen, we're we're talking way down the line, but um, I just think it 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 it's relative. I think you need to worry about now. I think you need to worry about now and worry about to well, next. Year, that's next the problem year. right now. Is that you think this team can make right. a trade right now? I know they traded Nemestikov yeah. uh, two years ago. You know, first two weeks of the season. And Strom, they got Strom for uh, right, right. They the did, but. There are trades that can be made early. We'll see. You also don't want them to make a knee-jerk reaction and get some guy that just isn't going to help them either. I don't. But what I would like to do, only because I think that there's a – and I hate that there's a chance, but there could be a chance that this happens, is I I, got to see Kessel play because he's going to be that guy that's going to be out there. They're they're a team that will eat the salary. It doesn't go into next year. So this year year. the Rangers don't need teams to eat the salary. They need it for next year. This year they're golden. They can get anyone True. they want this right. year. True. They, if they wanted to bring Eichel in for one year and then trade him, they could. They had the money to do it. <laughs> they have the wherewithal to do it. The problem is, is next year. Next year's they're right. going to be the big cap crunch year because all the contracts are coming up. You know, um, Fox's contract clicks well, in. Let's be honest. If let's be honest, if Kako doesn't and he's not on a pace to do anything, <laughs> so 
if he has another 30-point season, he's going to get the Filipino contract. He's going to get a, a million and a half, million seven five, two-year bridge. Yeah. So he's not going to take up any money. If you want to look at, you know, the good side there. You don't let me Loft. ask you this. You know, what becomes, happens if a team, let's just say Arizona, walks in and says, Wolf is Kako a five-year, $5 million a year contract? You're getting Arizona's first-round pick. Are you sure? Yeah. Now, it's not going to be for next season because they might sign the offer sheet after they already draft. So it's going to be for the following year. Right. I'm just saying it's like you, I would not no, put no, it past these teams to say to screw us. I, I still think there's a, there's there's an unwritten rule that they just don't do it. And that's why you saw what happened. Think of this. Kakaniemi's doing nothing this year and no one's saying a word about it. He's done nothing. But that team just keeps winning. So no one you, – you don't even hear Let's about that team being an issue. <laughs> Uh, you know, the other funny part about it is, you know, you got the teams played piss poor, but you got Fox leading the NHL in points for defensemen. You got Kreider leading the NHL in power play goals. You got Kreider in the top five in scoring goal, in goal scored. Goal scored. It's incredible. It's it, it's such a strange, strange start to the season. It's like you want to yeah. be happy, but you, you you just can't be based off of what the way they played. It's bad. Again, I'm new coach, guys in different roles, expectations, like you said. We're not at twenty games yet. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be chicken little <laughs> telling you that the sky is falling, you know, until like I said, if we're at twenty games, you know, the next seven games they go two and five. You know, throw in overtime mm-hmm. losses wherever you will. They you know, they come out of the next seven games with only two wins. I'll I'll be on the ship with you. Because that'll be disappointing. So they got. But they come out of it. You say, yeah, they got Columbus, the Devils, Montreal, then Toronto, Ottawa, Buffalo, Islanders, Boston, Islanders, Philly. But that's gone past 20 games. I'm just saying that rounds out the month of November. But get get me to 20. Where am I? All right. So we're at 13 now. Columbus is right. 14, Devils 15, 16, Montreal 17. That Islander game is the 20th. 20th game. game on the 24th. Right. Right. So Sabres, Senators, Canadians, Devils, Blue Jackets should all be wins. They ain't winning all of them. They should I'm be, obviously. Should be. I'm thinking they split. Right. They could lose I'm one of those and, split. Then be, and then beat Toronto. This is me, Sean. This is just me spitballing here. I'm telling you, I think they're going right. to go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss here. I think they're going to beat Columbus because they're going to be fresh. I think they're going to lose against the Devils. They're going to beat Montreal. They're going to lose against Toronto. They're so going to beat Ottawa. They're going to lose against Buffalo. I mean, that's just so f- what I can see them okay. doing. So that's that's four and three over the next seven, which gets us to 11, six, and three. And maybe one of the games go to overtime, you know, right. you know the Buffalo. and So 11, 11, five, and four. Yeah. You're in a playoff spot. You know, I mean, games in, you're in a playoff spot. The Islander game, Islander, the Islander games are going to be huge this month. You yeah. know, I see that's a game that I don't anticipate them winning. They're in the brand new arena. Those that building is going to be nuts. Like that's one. Like if I'm if I'm doing the Francesa win, you know, 
win loss uh, going down the uh, the list on the old. I'll tell you, there. it would be it would be because they never play well at Barclay. It would be nice for them to own that building to start it off. Oh, there. It would be yeah, of course. But I could definitely see. I mean, I could definitely see yeah, that being. That's a not loss. what I anticipate. But listen, they have to. Would you think about them? Would you think about them moving that uh, Black Friday game up to one o'clock to be on uh, Channel Seven? Against Boston, um, they've actually played well on that day for whatever reason. The Black Friday games—they've always seemed to, yeah, play well. Philly is who they usually seem to play. I've gone to Philly a yeah. couple of times. To yeah, see play. Um, I usually away for Thanksgiving, but I know that yeah. uh, they've usually played well in those games. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool because they'll be on channel. They'll actually be on Channel yeah. Seven. You know, they'll be on ABC. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. So that'll yeah. that'll be nice to see. It's gonna be fun, but. And we'll, and we'll wrap this mm-hmm. up, but I, guys, we, like I said, we wanted to give you a show. We both yeah. had a rough week, a lot of mm-hmm. things going on personally, so we, we agreed to keep this one to like an hour. Um, but yeah, that's, we are where we are. Our record is what it is. The warts, we all know what they are. We, 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 can, we can beat it at nauseum. Bottom line, we're not playing well, and we're getting points. And if the points keep coming... All you got to do is get in. All you got to do is get into that tournament and a hot goalie can take you. We've seen it with we've seen it in this town for how many how many years. And our team, listen, we have more talent on this team than we ever had with Hank. Hank never had a team with this much skill. But that skill has to come together and get back to what they we they've shown that they can do offensively the last yeah. two years. I think it's there. Just it's got to happen. And then on top of that, they need to learn how to close because that's huge. They have the power play to win. They have the penalty kill to win. And they have the goalie to win. And power play I, could be I, better. I will always stand power by play that. Power could be better. It, was off to, it had such a rough start, but they've been great lately. Chris Kreider's been They're great. They're scoring one or two power play goals. <laughs> well, Chris Kreider's not the one getting the puck to the net. <laughs> so And Fox. Everyone no, else. I, listen, I, I agree with everything you just said. I agree with yeah. everything you just said. I mean – I think it's as as fans, as Ranger fans, as fa- hockey fans, you know, we're we're always looking at the next day. You know, it's always right. You know, what have you done for me lately? It's a it's a bad mentality. Um, but like you said, I mean, sometimes maybe this is. I mean, I mean, we'd be bitching if they were playing well and they wouldn't have any points. So, right, you got to exactly. guess you got to kind of look at the silver exactly. lining. If there's, if there's any silver lining to what's gone on right now, it's been this. So. They're learning. Let's hope. They're le- the Let's coach hope, is learning man. them, Let's- and they're learning the coach. And you know, there's there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of moving parts right now. But the bottom line is that you know your record is what what you are. What your record yeah. says you are. It's just so, scary. The other teams are so close though. Too. It's not even like they're they're, they're yeah, pulling that's, away. That's you know, we're we're, we're three West, we're a three game losing streak away from being in Correct. last place. I mean, so listen. You got to keep. That's the, that's the operative just, word. I mean, that's just yeah. you got to be you opportunistic, and that's really what they've they've been. That's what they've done. And Igor, right. listen, I want to mention this, and we'll close with this. Sure. What do you think of the as of right now? How do you feel about the Igor contract? <laughs> I, no, no. Listen, I, I I said when we had that whole show and we discussed the Igor contract, I said you were paying him to be a top five goalie without ever seeing him be a top five goalie. He's playing like a fucking. You, top you rolled three the goal. dice, and that's what I said. You rolled the dice, and they for won. now. God, I mean, and all credit, all credits given both to Igor and Drury for getting that contract done. 
It is. Listen, there's no two yeah. ways about it. I said I needed to see him become a 60-minute goalie. And he's, I mean. Do you blame him for the two goals that were let up against Florida? One of them. It's the, thir- the third goal. That last one went right through his legs. I thought it went through his arm. Or is it the second one that went right through his legs? Yeah. I don't know. Off the, it was all right off the face-off and the puck just went yeah. right through his legs. I didn't think he was very was good against one. Calgary either. But, I mean, Calgary. The, 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 the interesting, I don't know if you saw the stat. Calgary has 11 goals against Igor. And this is obviously before the Florida game. Right. The rest of the league in every other game he's played in has given he's given up ten goals, so wow. Calgary just owns them for whatever. I mean, listen, that's right. how Lundqvist was when he played in 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 Montreal. I mean, Montreal. he couldn't he couldn't win there. Yeah. You know, in Pittsburgh, he couldn't win there. I mean, it's just nope. There's just certain teams that have certain guys' numbers. I wish the Rangers yeah. owned one goalie. I can't. Can you think of a goalie they've owned? No, I can think of the one. Oh, I can name you a thousand of those. Carter Hutton. The Carter Hutton. Jimmy, Jimmy Howard. Uh, what's his name? What John was the, goal, the little goalie that used to play for the Islanders? Do- Doobie? Dublowitz? Oh, Wade He used Dublowitz? to fucking own us. Uh, I mean, I I'm, know I'm, I'm blanking right now. James Reimer. Yeah. The, I mean, you know, Cam Ward. Yeah, Cam Ward. You know, yeah, Cam Ward I mean. Well, we got the better of him later, later on. on. He was finished. We, and same thing with yeah, Jimmy Howard. I think we beat Carolina 20 yet. Yeah, oh. Jimmy Howard could come out of retirement yeah. and shut us out. Yeah, sure. We should see if you need, we need a backup goalie. Hurricane Cade's playing phenomenal in Hartford. Heard he's playing phenomenal Good, in Hartford. I'm sure Benny has got his ears to the uh, – And honestly, Sean, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll end with this, but I said that three times, so I apologize. The <laughs> uh, That's the type of goalie they're going to probably have to have for next season, an $850,000 backup. Yeah. Like they used to do in the past when they had Lundqvist, they had Buran, they had Talbot, they had guys on cheap contracts. Oh, this is why I'm happy. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is why I'm happy that uh, Tyler Wall was sent down to the mm-hmm. to the East Coast yes. Hockey League, and it was not a demotion because he only of played skill. one game so far this playing season. time. Yeah, right. He needs to play. So that's part of the problem with the AHL when it comes to goaltenders. If you have three, one of them's just never going to see the ice. So. Yeah, you know, two because they because they play a lot of back to backs. You know, they usually play just three games on a weekend in the uh, the AHL. So, you know, one goal is going to play two games, the other goal is going to play the other. There's just no room for a third yeah. goalie. So I'm I'll be watching to see what his numbers are. And uh, was it Maine, right? Jackson, well, no, we switched. Um, yeah, we we were Maine. I, don't know, I thought he was. On, I thought I he went. We, to, I, I do know that we switched. Our yeah, we did. I don't. I think it's Jacksonville, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. We'll see. So what? So, so we'll end. We'll yeah. end here. What? What? Uh, fourth time. Well, uh, what? Um, what do you? So what do you see? The next three games for our next show. I see five. Five points. points. I'm going to say four. I see five points. You know, I'm always going to be more negative than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Guys. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we come away with six points Let's by the next so. time we talk. And we're still sitting there in second place because I don't think anyone's catching Carolina this year. And uh, we'll be on our way to the uh, to the next the next 20 game the next 20 game segment. So until next time, Rock, Sean, we out. Time, Rock, Sean, we out.